Uh, I'm confident that God's going to use what the enemy means for evil here as a catalyst for something very powerful to take place. People are looking to the Lord in this, and um, we believe this is just a, a unique opportunity to see the church strengthened. It is the infrastructure for the healing of the world, and we believe that uh, this is a, an, a unique opportunity, an important time uh, for the church, and we're excited. City Serve is excited for the opportunity to serve our churches in Europe. The Ukraine is in crisis. Bombs have exploded, civilians have been killed, refugees are fleeing. People have experienced trauma like they never have in their lifetime. What is our response? We can pray, but I found the best kind of prayer is to say, God, how can I be part of the solution? Welcome to a special edition of the Influencers Podcast. Today we're talking about the crisis in the Ukraine and what you can do to influence people on the other side of the world, what churches can do to help other churches. I'm Scott Young, co-host of the Influencers Podcast, and we have a special panel of guests to help us understand the global impact of what's happening in the Ukraine today. We have the co-founders of CityServe, Dave Donaldson and Wendell Vinson. We have the Executive Director of International Operations for CityServe, Carl Hagerstam. Dave, we're gonna start with you. We'd like to just get an overview of what you see happening in the Ukraine and how CityServe and the people that are listening to this podcast can respond. And let me just remind the people listening, if you want to respond, you can go to www.cityserve.us and become part of the solution. Dave, tell us what you see happening in the Ukraine. Scott, as you just shared, millions of Ukrainians are internally displaced uh, they're fleeing for their lives as now civilians are targets. Uh, others are forced to seek refuge in neighboring countries. Uh, according to the United Nations, at least 400,000 people have already fled their homes. Uh, and uh, they're going to countries like Poland, Romania, and others. Uh, this could grow to 4 to 5 million. So think about that. And uh, also... Uh, as World Vision has reported, uh, as this intensifies, uh, children usually bear the greatest brunt. Uh, and, uh, you know, we're seeing children uh, already uh, that uh, as they're experiencing the violence and the toll it's uh, putting on them physically, mentally, and as they see the really the loss of loved ones, the destruction of their homes, and so in the midst of all of this chaos, uh, we have there, though, the church, the church that Jesus said he was going to raise up. And so CityServe is coming alongside the local church to respond to these cries, to run to them. Uh, we are feeding hungry families. Uh, we're providing emergency supplies, connecting these refugees to housing. We'll talk about that in a moment. But also, and probably as importantly or more importantly, we're there supporting that church so that they can provide the spiritual and emotional support. We're believing in the midst of all this darkness, the light of the gospel will shine brighter than it ever has in Europe. How will CityServe be helping these local churches that are on the ground and close to the need, Dave? Well, as I mentioned, uh, we are going to work through the local church. And unfortunately, we have heard from religious leaders on the ground there, on the front lines, 
that a lot of well-meaning NGOs, non-government organizations, relief organizations are there, uh, but they're not working with the local church. And I know Wendell wants to talk with us about that and, and Carl, about how we are working with the local church, but that's our focal point. And so we're going we're gonna to feed millions of families. And secondly, uh, emergency supplies are needed. Uh, these are people that have lost everything, and some have uh, driven their cars over the border uh, trying to get to families in these neighboring countries but don't have enough gas. But also, we're going to connect these refugees to safe, secure housing. Uh, I have three daughters, and I can't imagine three daughters entering an unknown country and trying to find a place you know, that's safe to, to sleep, to live. And so that's why the local church, that trusted church, is so important. And uh, also, we want to make sure that people are being prayed over and that they're being cared for long term. And that's only going to happen you know, through our churches there. So, Carl, you've been talking to people right on the ground in that region. And what have they been telling you about what they're facing and the needs that they have in that area? You know, we have um, firsthand information, even, uh, you know, fluid, uh, hour by hour, uh, minute by minute. But uh, the, the bishop for the movement that we work with in Poland, uh, Marek Kaminski, is supervising and overseeing lots of churches, both on the border uh, between Ukraine and Poland, and also inside Poland, there are some pastors that have uh, been part of kind of his support uh, network there. Uh, was it reporting? In fact, I FaceTimed earlier today uh, from a church. They're housing people in churches, classroom after classroom. I was watching FaceTime. Uh, they're, they're putting children in beds, just stacking them, uh, and it's mostly women and children coming in. They're, they're cooking for them, trying to provide bed. You know, the challenge is and that you could hear in their voice. It was old pastors there ministering, service, ser serving people, but you have people coming over as they've been 60, 70 hours in line crossing the border, uh, people with diabetes. So, so there's things we don't even think about. They, there's no pharmacy here. They don't even, it's not just food or hygiene or no bathrooms. Even medicine, prescription medicine that we take for granted, uh, now it's all thrown into chaos. And people with some of those illnesses um, they're just scrambling, trying to find a way to serve them. But uh, what an incredible uh, sight to see the churches respond. What he told me also is that now the churches, we know both uh, from, uh, um, you know, from the Polish side going into the, to the border, they're also finding a way to get into Ukraine and, and serve the churches inside. And they're saying the need in, on the Polish side, the refugees coming to the border, absolutely, it's a crisis. But inside now, there is no food uh, for the churches and the people staying that is not leaving. Uh, and they found some ways to start serving in there, but there is a growing uh, just a humanitarian crisis. And the churches truly we see on the, on the front line. Uh, incredible thing to see. So help that comes into city service is not just going to go to Poland. It's going to get across the border, you think, into Ukraine to help the situation there? That's what they're asking, actually. In fact, they have opened up channels to move it in, and they think that part of it, for sure, we, we need to try to get in because that's where even the growing need is. And they have that. Uh, we see that on multiple border fronts. But Poland, what we're sending in there and serving, will both be on the Ukrainian side 
and on the Polish side around the border as the refugees are coming across. Hey, Carl, God has like used you and the relationships you have in that region of the world. Just tell us a little bit how you are strategically positioned to help CityServe help that region. Uh, you know, the, the leadership over, you know, Pelle that has um, accepted, you know, he's served as a senior advisor for CityServe, uh, Hornmark. He is the chairman for the fellowship of over 55 nations of fellowships. You know, just in Romania, you have 3,500 churches. They gathered last Sunday just praying for this crisis. They're also moving products and food in uh, into Ukraine. The bottleneck is on the Ukrainian side, but uh, Pele, you know, we served as missionaries over 20 years ago uh, in Ethiopia together. Uh, we're, we've been, you know, one of, you have friends and then you have friends that you spend vacation with. Uh, he's one of those. We were missionaries. We've been meeting everywhere uh, for the last couple of decades. But so he's a friend of CityServe, of us. And uh, obviously, you know, this is all his leadership, a lot of the churches. So I've been serving with them uh, over years, born in Sweden, uh, Scandinavia. This was our backyard. This is what we did mission when I grew up. We used to smuggle Bibles across Finland into Soviet when it was before 91. But think about it. I remember when we all said, lifted hands, December 1991 and everyone said peace peace to the world 40 almost to the month now 40 years ago uh, everyone thought it was peace today everyone in europe you talk with whether it's in scandinavia south europe that day that day is gone everyone is worried at uh, the language being almost nuclear that, that, that you know people are wondering what's going to happen here but for certain i think as we're praying for a heavenly perspective here We've been working and laboring. A part of the revivals the last couple of decades has really been in these Eastern blocks. Ukraine has been one of those countries where you have large churches. The Lord did just an incredible work in the 90s and the 2000s. And some of those churches, um, you, would, you would hear when you talk to uh, uh, pastors, Ukrainian, Germans, uh, uh, Ukrainian, Russian-speaking pastors serving in Russia. A lot of the pastors that were raised up during that revival is pastors serving in Russia. So this is confusing for lots of people. Uh, but Ukraine was such a hotbed of revival. And I think now being in the turmoil, there are, uh, you know, we're, we're all anticipating um, maybe a moment, a catalytic moment where the Lord is going to reignite a lot of the Western European, uh, Southern European nations that has almost uh, gone so secular, they don't even acknowledge the Lord even though they were raised in church. Today, everyone is paying attention. And it's amazing how God has brought the right people together at the right time. He has Pastor Wendell, Dave, Carl, Todd. I know, Wendell, in um, a few days, you will be traveling to that region. And um, tell us a little bit about what you're going to do and really how we can be praying for you. Thank you, Scott. Well, we're really thankful for every relief organization that will go into that region and do good work. Uh, it's important work. All of those organizations we pray for work with. But the city serve strategy is to really go in and uh, work through that local church because after everyone pulls out, that local church will be what remains. And our goal is to uh, come alongside them, to strengthen them, encourage them, to build capacity, to uh, work with them, to help them network with the churches in their region to, uh, to serve this opportunity, really, that is before them. It's huge need, huge opportunity. Uh, I'm confident that God's going to use what the enemy means for evil here 
as a catalyst for something very powerful to take place. People are looking to the Lord in this, and um, we believe this is just a, a unique opportunity to see the church strengthened. It is the infrastructure for the healing of the world, and we believe that uh, this is a, an, a unique opportunity, an important time uh, for the church, and we're excited. City Serve is excited for the opportunity to serve our churches in Europe. Dave, this is not going to be a short-term operation. You are thinking long, right? Well, we are setting up CityServe Europe uh, to be there uh, permanently. And uh, I just want to, if we can, uh, go back to specific ways that CityServe is aiding that local church. Mm -hmm. uh, the feeding of the families, uh, we're providing you know, hot, nutritious meals uh, we're partnering with Mercy Chefs, and uh, they're headquartered there in Romania. So we're literally taking these meals to the border of Romania and Ukraine. And I'm sure most of our listeners have seen these families that are waiting, you know, three to six days there at the border. They're hungry, dehydrated. Well, we're going to them with hot, uh, you know, meals. Uh, and uh, liquid. Uh, also, we're going to be packaging uh, over a million meals, and we're going to be utilizing our hubs across uh, these border countries to help these churches feed uh, the refugees. And so we believe that uh, many of these hubs will just stay there. They'll continue to be our city serve hubs, just like we have across America. And so God's going to use this as a catalyst to really resource the church long term. Uh, the other thing I wanted to mention, and maybe better mention, and that is uh, there's 7.5 million children that are already at great risk. And this is only going to grow where uh, experts are predicting. And if it does deteriorate, uh, this is going to have lasting effects on children. And around the world, I've seen this. I've worked in over 100 countries, and I have seen firsthand the toll that war uh, takes on children, physically, mentally, uh, long-term health uh, defects. And as I mentioned, you know, when you, you're with children that's, that have seen firsthand the the loss of a loved one, the destruction of their homes. Uh, we're seeing on the news that even their schools are getting destroyed. All of this takes a toll. And as Wendell mentioned, this is why the church is so important. It's to really wrap its arms around uh, the, the moms, but also these kids, and to provide a trusted, uh, secure place uh, that kids, most kids have grown up trusting a church. And, and so this is another reason why this spiritual and emotional support that we're going to provide, that's being provided right now, but we're going to help grow it, uh, is critical to this response. So can you tell us how people that are listening right now, friends who know deep in their heart that they should be doing something to help, uh, how can we connect that desire to make a difference and compassionately reach this need, how can we connect the need with the heart that's being moved? Uh, Wendell? There's opportunity for people to give. Um, one of the 
projects right now is to get food into the hands of these churches to serve these refugees as they're coming across the border. Uh, we'll also be helping them with relief goods uh, of all kinds, as you can imagine, that they'll need as they try to just navigate these early days of this uh, disaster. So we're trying to get resources into the hands of the church so the church can uh, serve those people. The best way to do that uh, is to, uh, to give, uh, to pray and to give. And the opportunity to give is cityserve.us. Uh, there's a Ukraine uh, page there that gives people clarity on what we're doing. And we'll direct them in terms of uh, the opportunity to support this work. So we're excited uh, to see people mobilized here to make a difference uh, there in the Ukraine. So the website is www.cityserve.us, and you will be able to connect with this incredible need. I, I think we should pray. You guys are going to be there in uh, just a few days. And I want to just invite our friends to pray of course, we're praying for the Ukraine. Just let, open your heart and just let the Holy Spirit do something right where you are. Prayer changes things. And then ask God, how can I be part of the solution? Lord, we pause, we humble ourselves, and we pray together for the Ukraine. We pray over this special trip that our team is taking. Protect them with angelic hosts. We pray against darkness. We pray that you would touch lives and turn evil back. We pray for the hearts of people that are listening to be moved to action, to not just sit on the sideline, to become part of the solution. We pray for President Zelensky, his family, his fellow leaders. We pray for all of those who are standing for freedom and against evil tyranny. We pray that God's protection and guidance would be over those that need God's love to surround them. We pray for church leaders and community leaders. Lord, would you do a miracle would you bring goodness and grace out of this situation? We pray it in the strong name of Jesus. Amen. You know, someday we're all going to look into Jesus' eyes, and I just want to hear him say, well done. And I've just found the best way to hear well done is to do well, to choose to do something. Let me encourage you, be a part of the solution by going to www.cityserve.us. I want to thank our panel for just your passion, for your input, and for your time to be with us on the Influencers Podcast. And I want to remind all of our listeners, you are called to be an influencer, to be light in a dark world. I hope today that you have been inspired to make a difference in your neighborhood and to touch the nations of the world. Let your light shine brightly today and every day. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Influencers Podcast on the Charisma Podcast Network. If you enjoy our content, we would love for you to subscribe and have the opportunity to tune in to future podcasts. You can follow us on all social media platforms at the Influencers Podcast Official. You can stay up to date, hear more inspiring content, and unlock your full potential as an influencer. Remember to use your influence to create lasting change that draws the world closer to Jesus.